Welcome to week 11 of the Gambling Degenerates. After a little bit of a hiatus from the pod, we are back together. The only person we're missing is our brother-in-arms, Robert hey, Guthrie. Let's, let's take a second. Congratulations, Dan. Welcome back to the pod. Our, our host is back, and he's a whole new man now. Yeah, he's a, he's a ring bearer. He, he bears a ring now. I'm a ring guy. Actually, I have to wear it on my right hand because I can't fit it on my left hand. I got too fat during COVID. Jesus. <laughs> why, why is that? Why is that right hand skinnier? You do any working out with that thing? No, it's, it's useless. I know what you're getting at, but it, it's useless. It's just all the fat goes to the left side, but yeah, so it's, I got to get it resized, but yeah, I actually, I'm left-handed. So it's kind of nice having it on this hand because I don't use this hand for anything. So other than what you use it for. No, I don't. But it le- it makes me feel less guilty when I do do it because it's not on that hand. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Maybe Gabby that's just, why the left Gabby one. just heard me say that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. It's cool. You're married now. You don't get sex anyways. <laughs> yeah. Long yeah. Gone. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had all the blisters, you know, after those blisters, you can't do a damn thing. Well, this really went off the rails quick today, boys. I actually cut my foot so bad on the trip. It's like a it's like a half inch deep cut. Um, so Ooh. I've just been surviving it. Yeah. It, Glass it, in the sand? I think I just I don't think so. I think it was just like there's a lot of like crushed seashells when you get in the water. So I think I cut it on that. But I'm just fighting through it, you know. I'm not gonna let I'm that worried. stop me. Yeah. But all right, let's get into uh to our picks. So I know we didn't have our pod last week and we didn't put our picks on Instagram, but the podcast went two and two. Well, three and one if you are fading Bob. Every fade year, Bob. Which, yeah, fade Bob. Fade Bob. Yeah. Bob. Bob Bob did lose again. So that's that's good news for the viewers. Historic. It's it's like almost impressive how bad he is. You guys probably wanted to know that pick. It was a bad one. I don't even remember how what it was because it was so bad. He picked the Buccaneers versus the. It was the Bucks versus Washington it was like, football team. It was like Bucks minus ten, right? Yeah, he loses every mortal by double digits. Like he's never even close. Um, it's impressive, Keith. You kind of look like Chuck Norris right now. You're giving off Chuck Norris vibes. I, I like it. To, I went to Texas and I became a Ranger. So like that's you, what I do. Like you kind of. I know this is. There's so a bad for the podcast. That yeah. Beard. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Joe and I did get the W I had the Packers versus the Seahawks, which, uh, worked out really well. And, uh, Joe, what did you have? Oh, I had a really ugly sounding pick when you talk about the Cardinals versus the Panthers, but I took the over and the over hit. It was real nice watching Cam score two touchdowns in the first, like two minutes of the game. That really set the tone. Cam's back. Um, I think that's where he belongs. He's just better in Carolina. He what doesn't play well anywhere else. I mean, um, it was pretty electric. I, I mean, it was I had terrible. To watch the game. Yeah, but that's that's like the perfect system for him. Like, he, you just put him in. He's not going to read a playbook. He's never going to understand a playbook like Belichick. But he's okay. Like he can run and get a and score. Like he's that's, a playmaker. He's a, he's a backyard football player. He's a playmaker. He's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Well, no, Jalen Hurts is better, but. Um, yeah, 
I agree. They just put on a glove. I know. I got a golf glove. I just got it. There's a golf glove in here. Yeah. This is from Vegas. Um, But Keith, although you didn't get the mortal win, your uh, New England Patriots demolished the uh, Cleveland Browns. That's got to feel good. Yeah, that was I, I wish I was at shout out to the Cleveland people and Flannery's. I really wish I was there in Milwaukee just to see the depression. Flannery's Cleveland in came in. It's beautiful. Cleveland came in so high. They had just been in Cincinnati the week before. They thought they were a good team. And Mac Jones and the Patriots came in and just dog walked them. They took the dogs Pooped on them. to the pound. Yeah, yeah. They, it, that was beat down. And I was actually thinking about it. I don't remember what it was because we actually had a pod that just didn't uh, get out in time. Uh, I had the Titans, so I may have pushed or even won. Uh, but what I ended up betting Sunday was two and a half. So I lost my real bet, but I don't know what it was leading up to that. So it may have been a push because they won by two. Yeah, they won by two. Yeah, that was that sucked. But um, it is what it is. All right, let's uh, get into this week's pick. So Sunday Night Football, we have the Chargers minus six versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, who found a way to tie the Detroit Lions. And the over-under is 46 and a half. Keith, we'll start with you. Chuck Norris. I'm going with the Chargers here. Uh, I I think Pittsburgh, what they showed against Detroit, was pretty telling of uh, their season and their team. Najee Harris is going to be good, but I don't think you win in this league right now with purely a running back. Uh, Pittsburgh just hasn't really beaten that many good teams. They beat Denver, Chicago, a beat up Seattle team. So I, I don't think Pittsburgh's as good as people believe they are. And I think Detroit highlighted that. And I think on the other hand, the Chargers are very good. They dropped a game to Minnesota. Minnesota might be one of the best four and six, four and five teams uh, in the league right now. So I, I think Minnesota is better than people give them credit for. And Justin Herbert's really good. Um, I'm going with the Chargers to cover minus five and a half here. And I'm going with the over Um, Pittsburgh's offense does not impress me at all, but I think the chargers are going to try to keep the pace up in this game and Pittsburgh's going to have to try to respond. So over 47 or 46 and a half is my pick there. Yeah. uh, Keith, I agree with you with the chargers minus, I have it at minus six, but five and a half, six doesn't matter. Um, I, it looks like, Ben might not play this week again. So they have Mink, um, Mason Rudolph out there. Minka Fitzpatrick isn't going to be back for this game. TJ Watt might not be back for this game. So Steelers are struggling. They had a demoralizing tie against the Detroit Lions. Um, and I think the Chargers are due for a bounce back. I know they lost last week. Um, but I think I think this is a game that they're going to win. But I am going to take the under in this game just because I don't think Pittsburgh can score points. Um, and I think the Chargers, once they get up in the lead, they're just going to start pounding the ball with Austin Eckler. Um, so I'm going to take the under in that game. What do you got, Joe? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we might be in consensus here on the, on the spread. Um, the Chargers are just a better team than the Steelers, and I don't think a team led by Mason Rudolph is going to really pull out any type of W. Um, Last week, like you guys were saying, it it was tough to watch them tie in overtime to the Detroit Lions, basically the worst football team in the league this year. Um, With that, you know, I think that's a that's a pretty easy W and and spread cover for the Chargers. But uh, this is a little bit of a toss up for me with this over under. I think this one's pretty tough at 46 and a half. um, Some of the big stars on both teams are out on the defensive side. Um, I can see, you know, that being a reason why I would take the over. 
but I just, I'm really scared that Pittsburgh won't be able to put up enough points, even with, you know, Joey Bosa, you know, being out. Um, this, this one's tough. Um, I think I feel a little bit safer taking the under on this one just because of that. I, I just don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and Mason Rudolph, um, 16 points against the Detroit Lions. I don't think they, they resolve that issue in a week. So I'm taking the under on that one. Not, not confident, but that's why I'm going that way. I mean, just to put it in context, the Eagles scored over 40 points against the Lions and the Steelers scored 16, 16, including overtime. I just have no faith in Mason Rudolph doing anything productive. Moving on to our mortals, best part of the week. Um, we'll, uh, we'll give Keith first shot at redemption. What do you got this week? I don't want to do it, but I got to do it, boys. I'm going back to the well. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to shy away from it. How good was that game plan by Brian Flores against Lamar Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) And now, so they beat beat Baltimore 22 to 10. Just unbelievable scheme. Like, seriously, they they haven't been good this year. Miami's been terrible. I said I wasn't touching the game because I didn't trust Brian Flores' defense this year. And then he goes out and throws a perfect game. He, he was blitzing him everywhere. He had the perfect scheme to contain Lamar Jackson. And now he gets Mike White. And they're three-point favorites. They just beat Baltimore by 12, and you're going to disrespect them by putting them as three-point favorites against this Jets team. Uh, the Jets are absolutely awful. They have no offense to speak of. Their defense is atrocious. Miami does not have a good offense, but they're going to be able to score at least a couple touchdowns here because the Jets are that bad. Jets can't score. Miami's got a great defense, or Miami doesn't have a great defense, but I'm sure they'll be able to contain this piss-poor Jets offense. Miami minus three. That's the mortal. Lock it up. Brian Flores. I have no words. I have no words. I'll uh, I'll ride with you. I have no words. I just don't uh, care. Like It's a who cares. You want, me to, thought, you, you want me to start talking about a gross game where I talk about whale shit again? Because I'll, I'll do it. I don't want to ever hear it's about whale shit again. Brian Flores don't. whale shit game. <laughs> it's the Keith, uh, Brian Keith whale shit game of the week. Yeah, this is this is like hitting everything that I love. Like a gross game, AFC East game, Brian Flores game. Oh, can't wait. I'm not. I'm actually nobody's going to watch this game, right? What if four touchdown Mike White comes back? He's gone. That, that man's yeah. gone. They watched like one thing of film on him. He's got to be like one of those guys where you look at him on film and I'm not smart enough to do this, but a defensive coordinator just has to like lick his lips and be like, yeah. oh my God. He's like, what did he throw? Uh, four interceptions last week? Four. Yeah. It was the only time they were on red zone. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, uh, they definitely like Mike White should have just after that first game should have just been like, I'm hurt. I can't, something happened. I can't play anymore. He could have been a backup in the NFL for 10 years. And now he's just going to, he'll be on a practice squad next year. If he's lucky. If he's lucky. This is uh, like, a, he, he he might be Nathan Peterman 2.0. Because I'm sure Peterman had like a good game to start off. Actually, I know he did. He had like that one really solid game. And then he just threw 38 interceptions before he threw his next touchdown in the NFL. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in the first half of the game. And I didn't even know that that was possible. Like after the fourth interception, like how does a coach even let him throw a football after that? Um, all right, Joe, what do you got here? Ooh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going deep for this one, and I and I'm. Uh, it's a heat check game, but I like it because I like points. I took an over last week. I want to take an over again, and I'm coming at the Cowboys and the Chiefs game. 
It's high. It's high. Very high. It's high. high. It's really high. It's really high. Um, it's at 56 is what I see it at. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a big, big line, but both teams put up 40 plus points last week against pretty subpar teams. I get it, but they looked good. They're off it. They have to like the Cowboys might be, and I hate saying this, they might be the best team in the NFL. Like they, they're clicking on all cylinders. Their wide receivers are strong. Their running game is strong. I, I can see them putting up just a murder fest of points between these two teams. Um, Patrick Mahomes didn't even look that great. He, he was throwing some pretty like, like wicked lucky passes there and they were getting touchdowns on him. Um, I think he's going to play a much better game this week. And he had like what, four or five touchdowns last week. I, I see this being a high scoring game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is coming back into his, his rhythm. I think Clyde Edwards, Alaire is going to make it back. I think. Um, off injured reserve, and he's going to get his playing time back. That's going to be big for that offense on Kansas City. Um, I, there, there's a lot of weapons here in this game. Tyreek Hill, CD, and you know Zeke. I mean, this is this is like a hallmark game. I, I hate that it's at the uh, the middle of the day slot. This is like a prime time game in the making for a lot of points. Yeah, it's going to be a over, really boys. Fun, it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, both offenses are unbelievable. I think Patrick Mahomes you made a good point. He's kind of like, he, he didn't do anything crazy, but I think that's part of their game plan. He struggled and the Chiefs struggled earlier this year when he had a ton of interceptions. He's kind of, I think they're peeling him back into his lane saying, all right, enough with the fancy stuff. You got to peel it back. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey. You don't have to do too much. Just don't, don't force it. Stop the turnovers. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they're starting to catch a little fire here. So they won their last three and the offense is clicking. So I, I like it. The over super high, but this, this game's going to be fun and I could definitely see it going over. I want it to go over. So I'm going to bet the over just because I want to see that happen. Yeah, I agree. I hate to say it too. The Cowboys are a really good team. I won't call them the best because they did get shut out by the Broncos, um, but they're very, very good. Um, so, all right. So I am also going to go back to the well. Um, I picked the Packers last week. They came big. They came in big. And this week they're going into Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be coming off a big win against the Chargers, but it's Kirk Cousins. He's due for a letdown. Uh, Packers defense is playing phenomenal. Um, their offense is doing well enough. A.J. Dillon looks really good. So I'm going to take Packers minus two and a half in this NFC North matchup. It's indoors. Um, and I think. Aaron Rodgers will be able to pull up, put up points. Um, and I just don't believe in the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm going to go with Packers, minus, two minus two and a half, half. minus two and a half Packers. Yeah. yeah. I know it's on the road, but it's not that far. And it really doesn't matter for the Packers. No, I, I mean, the Packers are looking really good. They were kind of criminally underrated going into the season. Yeah. Their, their defense is good. Um, yeah. That, that's all. I really have for it. I, I think they're going to beat the shit out of Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota has some good weapons, but Bob's, Bob's yeah. not here to defend this. Defend this pick. That's Bob's not going to defend him. Yeah, Bob he hasn't defended them wouldn't. since they lost to Cooper Rush. Bob's Bob, not I mean, a Minnesota fan this year. Bob hates the Vikings. He's just a fan they of them. Just beat the Chargers this past week. Yeah, but the Chargers. I'm are not saying frauds. it was like definitive. Oh, I don't know if they're frauds. They're a good team. They've They're lost three out of four. Yeah. They've lost three out of four. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't disagree. I don't have anything more to add. I, I would take this pick too. So I'm I'm rolling with you there. Um I could just I could I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota at home 
did something sneaky and Kirk Cousins had the game of his life, right? Like one time a year, he has like a really good game. I, he's only thrown like a, a handful of picks this year. So. Yeah, but he never throws a lot of picks. They're just all checkdowns. But you're basically saying the reason I might lose this bet is because Kirk Cousins have the game of his life. I, I would I would bet against Kirk Cousins having the game of his life every yeah. single week if that was yeah. a bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be filthy rich. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel good about it. I know they just beat the Chargers. They're probably confident, but it's like it's their prime for a letdown. Those Minnesota fans, they know what is about to happen to them. What is the game of Kirk Cousins' life anyways? It was like three touchdowns and interception, like 17 rushing yards. It was probably for the Redskins. They were like three and seven, and he probably beat the Giants for like four touchdowns <laughs> in like 2017. Um, that's what I imagined the game of his life was. Um, all right. So that settles that. Now we got Monday Night Football. We have the Buccaneers minus 11 versus the Giants, which is Tom Brady's Achilles heel. Um, that and Nick Foles. Keith knows all about that. Um, the over-under is 49 and a half in this game. Joe, let's get started with you. What do you got here? Ooh, this is a tough one. Uh, I saw Bob take the Bucks last week. Um, I took the Giants the other week uh, to cover, and they did it. Um, but I just don't see Tom Brady losing three in a row, right? And they had a buy in between, right? So they, they lost the game before the buy, had the buy and lost another one. I mean, that's like four weeks without a win. That's just not Tom Brady blood. And I think he's a shark and he's out for blood in this water. He's coming into New York and I think he's going to cover this minus 11. It's in um, Tampa, I think. Oh, yeah, it's in, it Tampa. in Tampa. Oh, that's even, I mean, he's even a shark. better. Yeah. He's a shark. He's in, he's in Tampa. He's just waiting in that water out there, waiting to waiting for that kill. Um, they're coming out here uh, looking at a very tough loss against the Washington, Washington football team. Nice. nice uh, and save. and nice they need save. to, they need a win here. They, they were minus 10 double digits last week. Um, I think this is where you come back and you, you get your statement win, um, and you, you put a stamp on it. I think with that, the over-under is 49 and a half. I just don't think the Giants are good enough. Uh, so I'm going to take the under on this game. It sucks. I, I think that's like two unders for the two primetime games. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think it's too big. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to do it. Keith, what do you got? I'm going to – I think Joe's right with the blood in the water thing. I've seen this a million times with the Patriots. When Tom Brady loses, he likes to come back and just absolutely torture inferior opponents. Uh, the Giants are definitely the inferior opponent here. Obvious by the spread, 11 points, big spread. Uh, but it's primetime Brady. This is one of those games where I think he gets his mojo back. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans going to be very active against that secondary. Uh, Giants offense is not great. They are getting, it looks like they're probably going to have Saquon back, but I would assume he's going to be in a pitch count. You're three and six. Don't hurt your star running back. Uh, so I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. I think this is one of those games where Tom's going to single-handedly put up like 42 points or something. So I'm actually going to take the over. Uh, I think the Giants are going to score it hopefully one or two. And Tom's just going to go out for blood and try to score as many touchdowns as he can. So I'll go Tampa Bay and the over. See, I, we are not in consensus on this. I am actually going to take the Giants plus 11 in this game. You can't, you just can't lose by double digits 
to the Washington football team and have me think that you will beat another team by double digits the very next week. Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke. Um, I, I, they're on a losing streak. I do expect Tampa to win this game, but I think it's going to be closer than we think. I see this being as a, a touchdown win. They've had close games against teams that they should have blown out like the Eagles. Um, and, um, I just, I don't know. I think Daniel Jones is a, a good enough quarterback to give, um, to keep it close. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say Tampa wins this, but I don't think they're going to win by 11. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. So I'm going to take giants plus 11 in this game. And I'm going to take the under 49 and a half just because I think Tampa does still have a good defense. So the points will stay low and the offense for the, Buccaneers has not been clicking as well. Um, Antonio Brown has been out. Gronk has been out. That's obviously hurt the team. Um, so I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Giants plus 11 and the under 49 and a half. It is a big spread, but I think this is going to be kind of what the Chiefs have done where they turned it around. They had a couple of bad losses. You just got to get Tom Brady back in his zone, not trying to do too much. Just quick slants, hit Mike Evans deep a couple of times. But eleven is a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think they'll get they'll get the win, and they need to get some momentum going. But um, I don't know. It's just they look like they're like in that kind of like Super Bowl lull a little bit right now. I know that they'll get it together, but I just can't I can't bet double digits for you when you just lost to Taylor Heineke by double digits. Heineke game. Tom Tom hasn't been doing too well against the spread this year, but uh. Hopefully they'll, they'll turn it around this week. Yeah. Yeah. He's like three and six. That's it's not too hot, but yeah, no. I mean, God, there's, there's just no one on the giants, man. I just don't see it. The giants just, I, I, I Saquon's not going to play. I feel like if he does, it's going to be extremely limited. Like he was saying, I don't know. This is going to be, I, yeah, I don't know, man. If I'm the giants, yeah. I would probably just rest him for like until he's completely healthy. He there's play. no point. No. Yeah. Well, you're not I guess for anything at this point. Yeah, but what's the point of resting him at this point? They're not going to sign him to a huge contract. He's not worth it. Um, yeah. No running back is like when has pain when has paying a running back a lot of money worked out? I don't know. Christian McCaffrey's. <laughs> yeah, but he's been yeah, but he's hurt all the time. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, Derrick that Henry, everyone. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Until a few weeks ago, that would have been like the one maybe that you. could. Yeah, and he just tore his Achilles. Like it's just not worth it. Like so Zeke Zeke was hurt. He got a huge payday. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. Um there's new running back talent like every year. The draft is just filled with new young guys with strong. Well, here's here's what's gonna so. happen. They're the Giants are gonna trade um Saquon Barkley to the Rams for the Rams like 2026. 20, first, second, and third round pick because they just don't want draft picks ever. Um, so, that, so that's what's going to happen. Um, you got to so just find a, a, a gem, like uh, not to pump Joe's tires here, but Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell's nasty. And they yeah, picked him that's up in the saying. sixth round. He, like he's a rookie and you grabbed him in the sixth round. They're not supposed to develop that quick. But when you're a running back and you're a good running back, like, well, if you just have a, a couple of good line. years, you have a good yeah. offensive line. That's it's what it all is. about yeah. the offensive line. Like that's true. I mean, that's how they show 
Pittsburgh when uh, they lost Le'Veon Bell and all of a sudden James Conner just like came out and just basically said, Le'Veon, tough shit. Sorry for not taking money, but you're like done. Didn't he yeah. just get cut? Did yeah, he, get cut from, did, uh, he did get cut from Baltimore. From Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore right? <laughs> oh, yeah, so after Brian, Brian Flores scalps another victim. Couldn't survive a Floresing. Got his ass cut. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would say the only running back that seems to have worked out somewhat has been Dalvin Cook so far. No, he had an injury no, Dalvin season Cook was two, hurt. like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three years, three years ago, ago, Joe. Yeah, three years ago. But he's been pretty good ever since. Dude, like the most versatile guy in the game right now is Austin Eckler. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Dude's honestly, Eckler. just consistent. Like, I know, buddy. Would, yeah, but I mean, you would never take him number one overall. But right. he's been consistent, and he does he hasn't been hurt so far. So watch him like, tear his Achilles this week. Right, and I don't think they've given him big money or anything. So, yeah, yeah. it's just a disposable position. But, all right, boys, I like the picks this week. Um, let's uh, go 3-0, and maybe with fading Bob, whatever Bob picks, we'll go 4-0 with fade Bob. He's 2-8 yeah, this year. we got to make sure to get the pick the Bob pick in so fans can continue to fade him and, and make that yeah. money. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, I, I've never seen someone be that bad. And like I told you guys yesterday, I got to just keep betting with Bob because water finds its level. So when he gets on that hot streak, you don't want to miss out on it. People forget it's not gonna that happen that, this season. People forget that the NFL added a game this year. So Bob could technically win it out and still be over 500. He could go nine and eight. <laughs> not, not after this week. He's going to lose again and then it'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, Bob is just getting too loose with his like easy over. Like he does no research. He just looks at a line. He's like, that should be higher than that. And just without any research. <laughs> What's like the that, let, let's do a live check in on him? What was the game that he said tonight? Uh, Michigan, Michigan. What he was said it? that was easy too. Uh, it's, he it's had, at 125 with a minute left in the game. Yeah, he said easy over. I think it was at oh, 140. 140. <laughs> so <laughs> he 15, 15 points in the last minute, doable. Or it Michigan, could go to OT. It's 63 62 right now. He said Michigan oh, 15 over. points. I mean, yeah, foul game. What, what's the what are the lines in between? He had that's that's as close as he's been to a win yeah. in a while, potentially. He he texted Michigan over tonight as well. Under 140. Can't help myself. <laughs> under 140? No, he wants the over, but it's currently <laughs> under 140. He can't oh, help okay. oh, it's yeah, under no. 140. Yeah. Actually, hold on. Let me check. Hold on. This is I got I got this up, so I, I should be able to get this. Uh it was 138. Oh, okay. So he took over 138. Yeah. Uh, so he's got he's got to get 13 points in the next 53 seconds here. Let's <laughs> go, not, Bob. We're, we're a, sweating yeah, it out for a, him on the pod. Seton Hall is about of. to beat Michigan, by the way. Seton Hall is up one. Yeah, college you know basketball is the madness. Was Bob the one, the Bob the one that uh, told us to, to take the over last night on Marquette? Was he? Yeah, was yeah. yeah, he said yeah, that. That, that was him. easy as well. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Dude, the hey, Big good, East, good dub though. Good dub. The Big East is good at basketball. Providence just beat uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. So TC Marquette parlay last night would have paid big if you took money line on them. I actually um, accidentally, like inadvertently, just took the Marquette spread instead of the over. So yeah, you were calling it the other way too, weren't you? You were like, "Oh, take 
uh, don't uh, don't take Marquette to cover. No, that was Keith. Keith said that Marquette. Was that I, I, I minus eight and a half. Yeah, they beat New Hampshire by five. Yeah, I, I yeah yeah. I think what's gonna happen with this team is they're gonna like because they look like they create turnovers and it's like a sloppy game. Like that's the kind of game that they want to play, make it sloppy. So I could see a lot of low scoring games, but I could also see if a team figures it out, just go off on him. Well, it's um, the havoc thing with Shaka Smart. Like that's right. always been yeah, a havoc say, defense. Shaka is just he's always full court pressing everyone, and the, he's just fucking rotating guys in and out, in and out. Dude, you're yeah, tired. The the new kid down low that had like seven blocks last night is going to be Kirk fun Cave? if he keeps Kirk Cave. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Dude, he's so I know much like no watch. one's name on this team. The, literally, the team is like brand new. It's all new guys. Yeah, it's all new guys. Yeah, we. Lo- I mean, we had guy Dawson Garcia was the big one that transferred out, but then they brought in a bunch of new like Shaka guys. So I mean, that's gonna. Oh, happen. you mean you mean Theo coach. John to Duke? Was that what that yeah, was? Yeah, notorious Duke? <laughs> Duke. I can't believe that guy. But like, what what did Coach K see in him? Just like an enforcer? Like he stinks. That guy's got stone hands. Coach K <laughs> just looked at him and was like, "Wow, he's really big. Let's put him yeah. on the team." Um. Well, he's a Wojo guy, so Coach K is probably like, you know, Wojo's going to get that job when Coach K retires. Isn't no he? way, it's going to be no he's so bad. Pick coach, he's so going to be the pick I... coach, Capel. It's going to be him. Um, how could they give it to Wojo? Like, because it's Coach K's call. Like Duke has no say, even though Coach K is leaving. Like the Shashevsky family still runs Duke. You make it seem like they're like a mafia family. Like there's one guy that there's one Chachevsky that matters. And you know who Mike. you know who the associate AD is? No. At Duke? His daughter. Why no the fuck way. is his daughter? Yeah. <laughs> that, I didn't know that. Out, I didn't know that. It, it came out. Did you see his like uh his uh nephew just got caught smoking weed or or like uh DWI actually? Oh really? At so he was yeah, he was with Paulo Banchero and Banchero was like in the back seat. And got hit with like aiding and abetting a DWI. I was like, that's a oh my brutal. God. So he probably just didn't want to drive because he had some drinks and then he gets popped in the backseat for like that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I was like, that sounds like he was doing the right thing. Probably shouldn't have gotten in a car with a, a high person, but you know. Wait, where is where is Wojo now? Is he on the bench for us? No, he's where, just where he's is just, it, dude? He's just on vacation. He's there, he's not anywhere. Interviewing. Oh, man. He's waiting He's for that job. job again. Could he, it, he got us to the no way, man. He got us to March Madness once, I think. Was it once? And we didn't win a single first round game. Yeah. It was like five years at Marquette or something. Was it five, six? I don't even. Joe was there for a while. Joe, Joe, you remember that game? The Vegas one, the the John Morant one. Oh, John Morant just John Morant pooping on us. On, um, Joey Hauser, mm. that dunk. Do you remember that dunk? Oh God, we remember yeah. everything. We, yeah, that was that was the most money we had bet on a game in Vegas. It was the worst. And we were just we were doing so well. Like the three of us combined were doing so well in Vegas. And then we just went too much on that Marquette game. And it was just really rough after that. Then we turned it around. No, we turned it around on oh. Auburn. We went like yeah. unnecessarily heavy on Bruce Park. And it was the poll. We found the poll. Yeah. We found the poll yeah. and poll at Caesars. That was are we still recording this? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> A little free we, basketball talk. Yeah, man. we we're that we're that uh, versatile. Um, get you a podcast that can do it all. We can just easily switch from NFL gambling to Big East basketball talk. 
Well, Biggie's basketball gambling as well. It's yeah. just gambling. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, just, we're, gambling. we're sticking to it. Yeah. It's all about gambling. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't. I don't trust any over-unders for Marquette this year. I'd rather, like, take some spreads because they'll be close with some good teams. Um, so that's honestly the the bets I'll be looking for, like, against a Villanova. Well, it was fun. It was fun to watch. So, I mean, shit, when, when conference play starts up, we'll see how they do because that's always a tough one for Marquette. Yeah, I know. We'll see. All right, boys, that's a wrap. 